Welcome to His Prodigal Daughters podcast, where we share our testimonies and help others navigate through God's Word to find their way back home. I'm Danielle, and this is my co-host, Becca. Hey, guys. Thank you all so much for joining us today for another episode. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of His Prodigal Daughters. Um, we were talking about this episode, and we're actually having to re-record it. We've had a bunch of technical difficulties, and so if you've been waiting for this episode to come out, we apologize, and we're just having to do it all over again on the devil, which is ironic. Uh, what this episode's all about. Um, the devil has been fighting, that's for sure. Um, we have come into so many technical difficulties so far. Yeah. And what we're, we're just starting over, giving it to God. So hopefully we won't have any issues with this one. But it is ironic uh, about what this whole episode has been about, um, which is about the different strategies about how the enemy comes at you mm-hmm. and what we need to do to protect ourselves from it. Um, so... Just to kind of jump right into it, um, we were talking about in Ephesians uh, chapter six, specifically where Paul is writing about the armor of God. And we're going to get into about the different strategies that Satan uses to get a hold of us and to attack us. But we also need to know before we even get into that, I want to talk about how we can even protect ourselves um, from where the devil you know, where he tries to get in at us and how to keep him from at bay. So in Ephesians, he talks about a couple different things with the armor of God. Um, In the King James Version, it says, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and have having done all to stand. And we're talking about the different elements of the armor of God. We're talking about the feet of peace, the sword of spirit, the shield of faith, belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, and the helmet of salvation. And all of these things together, whenever you are thinking about an armor, you know, a lot of people don't really know yeah. how to do this. No. And, you know, we, we've talked to a couple of people here recently about our testimony. And we spoke with a lady who she actually gave us um this little sheet that she keeps with her and it was so precious and it talks about how to do this how to put on your full armor of god and essentially the way and there's different ways people do it you know and she reads the scripture and she claims it over herself as if she is physically putting it on in the morning which is what we definitely need to do i mean even my grandma you know whenever me and her talk about the full armor of God. She physically sees herself in that armor, ready to go about her day. Exactly. And that's what this lady was doing. And she goes and she reads off this little sheet. She sends us a picture of it. And it's, it talks, she, she speaks these things out loud. You know, I put on my helmet of salvation. I put on my breastplate of righteousness. I put on my belt of truth. I put on my feet of peace. I protect myself with the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith. And, you know, she, she puts these things on and then, you know, binds back the enemy, holds him at bay, Mm -hmm. claims and pleads the blood of Yeshua over her. And that way she's prepared. And she even made a statement too, when she was speaking with me, she said, I can tell when I forgot I have done it. Yeah. She said, when I have forgotten to put it on in the morning, 
my whole day is just ruined or, you know, it, it, something Something happens. happens. Yeah. And, and that's what I think we wanted to get into is what does happen? How does, how does it, how does the enemy sneak in and, you know, start to destroy and get to you? Because over time he has definitely learned different ways to, you know, kind of get at you. Um, so absolutely. So we can go over some of those. And he, you know, biggest thing for me is whenever all of this first started coming to pass, like, you know, we redeemed ourselves and everything like this, his biggest thing for me was my prayers. Mm -hmm. I was struggling with even my, my just prayers, just feeling like God was even listening because, you know, I had been 14 years again in it so deep you know, how is God going to hear my prayers? But also, you know, I, I've been out of it for so long. So how, how do I, how do I know that I'm safe and I'm secure? You know, that kind of feeling he puts in your head, like, Hey, you know, are you really secure? Are you really safe? Yeah, are your t- players being heard? Exactly. Yeah. And he attacks against your confidence in mm-hmm. your, in your faith. And your confidence in yourself to think, you know, well, I've not done this for so long that I just, I'm not good enough. I don't remember. I don't, I'm not good enough. I'm not good at this like everyone else is. Mm -hmm. And so he definitely can come against your, uh, your confidence and make you feel small. Oh, big time. Mm -hmm. Big time. Yeah. And he'll constantly remind you of your past mistakes and your bad choices. And just, just so that he can convince you that you're under God's judgment rather than the blood of Jesus. And that's, that is such a huge thing. And I know that talks about that in revelations um, chapter 12, specifically, if I'm not mistaken, where um, it says, you know, I think it's uh, chapter 12, verse 10. We had it written down here. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven say the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have now come because the accuser of our brothers and sisters who accuses them before our God day and night has been thrown down like God is a lot mightier. And a lot of people forget that, you Mm -hmm. know, you have confidence in Christ and so, you know, that kind of speaks on a little bit. Um, that was one of the verses that it reminded me of when we're talking about our confidence. It can definitely tear us down. Um, I know another one, too, that we, I, I would say, is a, a real more prevalent in today's society is against our identity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, the biggest thing, too, right now is me and my grandma were just having this discussion mm-hmm. the other day about it being the self-generation. Mm-hmm. being all about oneself. Yeah. How does Satan, you know, how does Satan come against you? He, he comes against the things you see on TV, mm-hmm. your, you know, your image, that's your identity, mm-hmm. you know, how you look, how you act, what you listen to, what you watch, what you feel and what you feel, which is which, our big, <laughs> what was my the, biggest thing, the feelings, <laughs> you know, a lot of people were like, well, you don't understand how I feel about all this. You don't understand what it feels like, but you know, our feelings are, can be very deceiving and manipulative just within ourselves, not Absolutely. even everybody else. And I know when it comes to your identity, you know, we were basing our identity 
you know, based on our feelings, based on our feelings for women and each other. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as homosexuals, like we, you know, our identity finally, you know, became part of the LGBTQ community. Our identity came just because of our, you know, and it all kind of depends on who you're talking to, especially within the community, because some people are like, well, just because, you know, I'm gay does not mean that's who I am. And I think that was true. We were kind of on that fence too, but it kind of does. Yeah. It changes who you are. It Mm -hmm. changes what you do. It changes what you say. And, you know, Satan will use our feelings to make us think that we have this identity. And a lot of people are having such identity crisis nowadays. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've gone through it. You've gone through it, trying to figure out who we are in this crazy world that we live in Mm -hmm. you know the devil will come against you and come at your identity and try to make you think that you're something you're not but the biggest thing is he wants you to not remember that you are a blood-bought born-again child of god yep god sent his only son down here became flesh to die on the cross for our sins so that our identity can be in Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, and to remember that we are his children. That is our identity. That is, that is what he's called us to be. Um, and speaking of calling, that's another thing that the Mm -hmm. Satan can come against you is against your calling. Um, which we've been having issues with. We, we have, (laughs) we, we kind of fought this for a while, this, you know, calling to be able to speak our testimony and this calling, on sharing the word of God with others and kind of breaking it down and, you know, taking testimony and the word of God and making it into something to where we can spread his word. Mm -hmm. And that was something we felt called to do, but it, he will come against it. If he will come against it, if your calling is to be a public speaker and to speak your truth, he's going to make you feel and be terrified of crowds. Well, the biggest thing too is, is what we had a conversation with somebody and they were saying that, you know, your calling you may think it's your calling but god god has your calling placed for you mm-hmm. if it makes you uncomfortable more than likely your calling more than likely that is your calling yes 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 <laughs> yes <laughs> that's that's one thing because i mean it, it that's i i've always had a fear of speaking even though i mm-hmm. love to talk mm-hmm. i don't like speaking in front of crowds um, and so even, of course, Satan's going to come up against you because exactly. y- you don't like this. I mean, it's 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 a rebuttal. Exactly, exactly, and it and it goes for anything. It it can go for whatever God's called you to do. More than likely, it's something you're going to be uncomfortable with, um, and it's something that may kind of just make your gear squeak a little bit and you just, I don't want to do that. And that's Satan fighting you against it. And it, it takes a leap of faith. It takes a jump. And it takes knowing that it's worth it. It's and that God's so worth got it. You. And that God's going to get you through it. And, you know, he doesn't promise that, you know, everything's going to be perfect and easy and that you're not going to come up against people who are going to be against you. He does never promises that. No. Never once does he promise that. Because well, he says in the Bible that, you know, Christians, people who believe in, in God are going to be ridiculed. Absolutely. And that's something we have to remember, too. But that's usually Satan, Satan coming against you. Mm-hmm. And so that's another good way. Um, what was another one that we had written down? Um, um, against um, that was against your purity. 
Yeah. Like going against your purity was another one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Going against your purity. He, he'll try to tempt you towards certain things and certain sins and convince you that you can tolerate them without risking any consequence, knowing that they'll only like wedge, they'll wedge a distance between you and God. He knows that purity is something it's not just about, you know, if we're talking about sexual purity, for example, it's not just about being clean and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's more about the pureness of your heart. The more pure you are and more pure you can keep yourself, the closer to God that you will feel and mm-hmm. the more of an intimate relationship that you have. Now, it, it's, you know, and like I said, it doesn't have to just be sexual purity and like in physical sex. It can also be purity within your mind. Yeah. Um, that's another thing a lot of people don't think of, you know, lusting. watching, watching things too, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it goes even deeper into that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, whenever God created everything, it was it was all pure. Mm-hmm. And then Satan came in and deceived Eve. So he allowed that nastiness to kind of get into our hearts, which then in turn, again, caused us to be that distance away from God. Exactly. But that your heart, the biggest thing that God wants is your heart. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to keep our eyes on him, you know, and it's really hard, especially coming from where we come from. This was a struggle in the beginning for us is keeping that that purity. Mm-hmm. in our hearts, not going back and watching certain TV shows or listening to certain music or mm-hmm. even each other, you know, yeah. that temptation of that, of what Satan the did in the garden is what we did. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that those impurities, what a lot of people don't think of is like, Oh, it's just a TV show. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, it's just a kid's show or it's just a, You know, I am in no position to tell parents what to do, but I will tell you that the things that you watch and the things that you listen to on the radio or the music you listen to have a bigger impact on your life than you think. And I can attest to this because um, both of us did this Um, when we we listen to Caleb on the radio it's one of our, our favorite channels to listen to as far as like, you know, live channels. Um. We did the K-Love challenge where you only listen to K-Love music for 30 days. Mm-hmm. And in even not K-Love, even if we weren't listening to the radio, we would only listen to Christian music. And we were like, okay, we're just going to try and see if we can do it. And, you know, at first it was hard because you're like, you know, I want to listen to my country channel. That, yeah, country I want to listen to this song right now. <laughs> this would be such a good song to listen to. But we ended up doing it. And the difference that it made in our day-to-day life mm-hmm. was so impactful. It was so, you you just felt better. Well, you also, you're praising God mm-hmm. during that time. You're praising, you're, you're dancing like David or you're singing, you're, you're singing out to him. So he's there with you in those moments when you're praising him and saying, thank you, God, you know. We love you. We worship you. Yeah. And it's bringing you closer to him, Mm -hmm. you know? And so keeping yourself as pure as you can will prevent the enemy from coming in, Mm -hmm. you know, putting on that helmet of salvation to cover your mind. Yep. I mean, I think about it literally like nothing can get in through this barrier. Like, (laughs) no, I rebuke it. (laughs) But that's, that's another thing. And another thing that he can, we talked about that he can come against is your family. 
Mm-hmm. And this was a mm-hmm. really big one for, I think, both of us that kind of hits hard um, whenever we, you know, came out as homosexuals, even though it was at totally different times, our, you know, it immediately put a wedge in between our families. And I mean, e- even though it was our decision, you mm-hmm. know, Satan made us feel the way we were feeling all and those feelings all those feelings y'all don't listen to your feelings <laughs> your feelings are not what should guide you god should guide you yep. and um but anyway so when it started to come against our family and we started to you know not be connected to our our family who were christians who were strong in faith who were prayer warriors yep. who were the ones that were trying to tell us the truth you know and this goes not just for families, but also for relationships. You know, he wants to you know, he wants to disintegrate the family and divide the home and make it chaotic and relentless and unfruitful. He wants to split us apart so that he has a better grasp on us. Absolutely. I mean, you think about me for 14 years. Yeah, I had that connection with my family, but I wasn't constantly around them. Mm-hmm. You know, I may have lived five minutes down the road. But he he, he, caused, he he drew that wedge right there in between me and my family. And now, like if I ever feel the need or like feel like, you know, an overwhelming sensation, like I'm being attacked, the first people I run to other than you, of course, is my family. Yeah. I call my grandma. I will call my Unless mom. Then, I think we need to start calling your grandma. For those who don't know, Becca's grandma is awesome. <laughs> um, she's the best. What a holy woman. What a great woman of God. But yes, she is She would is the best one to go to in your situation. And I know, and I have those people for me too. Mm-hmm. But he likes to isolate us. Oh, I, the isolation yeah. when, you know, right now, depression and anxiety is running rampant through this country. Yes. And... I mean, I know I've struggled with it and it's something that me and God have had to work on and he's working on me. But when you divide yourself away from the family, it's kind of like when you herd a cattle, you know, the numbers are stronger in numbers when you don't want to isolate yourself because that's how the enemy or the, the, the predator is going to attack. And so he will fight against your family, pulls the calves away, pulls the weaker ones out. And those are the ones that ended up getting eaten. You know, they go to the slaughter. Exactly. Those are the ones that are going to die. So that's why we have to build ourselves into a herd. Keep our keep strong people of faith around us. We're all going to have flaws and we're all going to have issues. But when we come together, you know, and I think that brings up another good point is as far as the church. I was about to say the same thing. Your church family. (laughs) Yep. 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 It bring when you go to the church family, you know, that's where you need to be so that the enemy cannot attack you and can't pull you away. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say is it's not just your family, like your physical, biological family. It is your church family. Mm -hmm. Those people who can pray over you, you know, it, that's that's how he gets in. He wants to separate you from all of those people who know the word of God and who know the truth. Mm-hmm. Why would he want you with them when he can, he can pull you away and separate and seclude you and make you feel all those nasty, icky feelings exactly. instead of going to like your pastor or like a, a woman from the church and being like, can you pray for me, please? Mm-hmm. You know, this and this and that's going on like and just having them just all pray over you and you feel it mm-hmm. like 
whenever I would call my grandma or I would call my mom and they'd be like, you know, I'm praying for you. You know, the devil is fighting you right now. I'm praying over you right now in the name of Jesus. You could just feel it lift mm -hmm. off of you. And you feel Satan just kind of dwindle away when start dwindling. He can't yep. handle it. And you know, that brings up to the point too, you know, there's people out there who say, you know, well, I don't have to go to church to be a Christian. You absolutely do not. You do not have to go to church to be saved by grace. You do not have to, but a big, but here. Yes. When you do that, you are more likely to be attacked by the enemy you are more likely to be pulled away mm -hmm. into your sin, into your your temptations, into the world, and you're not you don't have people there to hold you liable or to remind you of the grace of God. And that's that's my response to them. No, you don't have to. It does not say in the word you have to go to church in order to be a Christian or to be saved. It does not. But mm -hmm. when you are surrounded by fellow Christians, and fellow believers, your faith and your you're you're more protected, in my Absolutely, opinion. Yeah. But your faith will become stronger. Your love for others becomes stronger. It, 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 there's so many things. You're not going to be nearly as selfish. And the biggest thing is the devil cannot tempt you nearly as hard. It is so much easier, you know, when you have people of faith surrounding you than when you were isolated and alone trying to be saved by yourself. No, that, that, and that's absolutely true. You know, the biggest thing is, is we have this idea that we can do it by ourselves. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to tell you, friend, you can't do it by yourself. Nope. No matter. I am a stubborn, stubborn woman. <laughs> and yeah. I know this wholeheartedly. Yeah. <laughs> it is engraved <laughs> in my family. And I can tell you, I have tried. I have tried to do it on my own. I have tried to overcome depression that Satan has put in my head. And I can tell you right now, until I reached out to those people I needed to reach out to, as well as have prayers washed over me, mm -hmm. I can't, I couldn't do it on my own. Mm -hmm. I was fighting a losing battle because people forget like Satan isn't this little tiny thing. He knows things about you. If you, he's going to come at you from all, all ends. Mm -hmm. Like his main job is to do the exact opposite of what Christ has done. He wants you to think you're alone. He wants you to think no one loves you. He wants you to think that nobody's coming for you. There's no big God out there. There's nothing happening. The world is what it is. And, you know, we're all going to just die and go in the dirt. There's nothing to worry about. Just live life how you want to. Life is too short. Just, you know, YOLO. And no, <laughs> that's not what it is. There is eternal grace. There's eternal salvation. There is someone out there who loves you and loves you enough to die for you. Loved you enough to completely sacrifice himself when he was completely innocent. To be the ultimate sacrifice. The ultimate so sacrifice. nobody else would ever have to do this again. Absolutely. And so you are not alone, friend. You are not alone. There are people here that love you. We here, we are here for you. But I definitely recommend if you don't have a church or you don't have a place to go to, find one. Go with a friend. Go find your local Christian church. Um, I mean, we go to a Messianic synagogue. I mean, anywhere that is Christ filled, go and mm -hmm. we, there will be people there to meet you. 
you know, hopefully. Well, I really hope so. But... Well, and two, if it's, <laughs> if it's a place you're supposed to be, God will lay it on your That's heart. That's so true. He'll lay it on your heart that, hey, this is this is your family. This is your church family. This is where I've called you to be. I mean, that's what he did for both of us. Yep. I mean, I come from undenominal, um, undenominational, non-denominational. Non- thank you. <laughs> Baptist, mm-hmm. you know, and now I go to a Messianic church. I know. I mean, and God's going to put you with the people he wants you with. I mean, he definitely did that for us. And I cannot even express to you how much I know that for both of us, it was a God, yeah. God sent. Absolutely. He literally put us there. And, um, and we have met some amazing people who have really helped us so far through this journey. And it's just being there, just being there in the presence of God in a presence of people. It makes such a big difference. And you can just feel the enemy flee mm-hmm. whenever you're surrounded by people like that. He just can't be there. Yep. He can't do the work he needs to do when you're surrounded by believers who are praying over you. Yep. And, you know, and, and other, not just that too, he can also come against you in your focus. And what I mean by that is he will manipulate you to perceive that, you know, like you think you're doing something right. Mm -hmm. And then he'll kind of just slowly steer you away from it. He's very sneaky that way. And I can say this because whenever, you know, we were together, we started off as quote Christians you know, we started off as, quote, faiths believers, Christ yeah. believers, <laughs> and slowly, specifically for me, not so much Becca on this, he slowly turned my focus away from Christian faith to, oh, well, what about all these other religions? What about look at all these other shiny yeah, things? Yeah, look at these. You know, I started into crystal healing and I was like, oh, you know, well, these are rocks that God made, you know, and <laughs> I'm telling you, he was so deceitful and he will slowly pull away your focus and pull away and manipulate you to perceive that what you're doing is actually right, but it's not. Yeah. And you know that, I mean, I went from feeling of, okay, it's okay. Oh, to it's, do fine. This. it's fine. It's fine. It's okay. And you know, it starts pulling you into, you know, I, I ended up completely full blown being into witchcraft and talking and worshiping other deities and, um, you know, talking to spirits. And I was, I was doing pendulum work and I was doing crystal healings on my friends and I was taking tarot, doing tarot cards. I mean, I was full blown into it. And when God opened up my eyes, I was like, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. I mean, I have absolutely almost no recollection of how smoothly he took me into it. Yeah. And that's why I think we are supposed to be on here to warn you and let you know that he is he is easily sneaky and can sneak in and just completely turn distort, away your focus distort and distort your mind. Exactly. Exactly. And we that's what we're why we're even having this conversation is how how he sneaks in so deceitfully just Mm. so oh it's so sneaky (laughs) and it it just drives me crazy because i was like how did i get from being a devout christian to being a a lesbian witch i mean like i wasn't i wasn't doing like conjuring demons or anything but it was all like earth worship and Mm -hmm. you know worshiping the creation instead of the creator yeah that was where my problem was and that's where i was like oh okay wow how did i get here i need to fix this and i'm just saying if you ever 
ever in your mind want to see how magnificent God is, go stand at the ocean. Oh, that's yeah. been a big thing for us. We oh, just absolutely. we'll go to the ocean and stand on the beach and we're like, how can, how, how? wonderful of a creator. <laughs> but that's the wow. thing is we have such a beautiful creator. We have such a, a God who created such things mm-hmm. that we should be worshiping him, yeah. not the ocean, absolutely. which is actually what I was doing. And I'm not proud of it. <laughs> not proud of it at all. No but judgments. I, but I want to tell you all these, you guys, all these things, because it's so important that y'all know how wrong it is and how not okay. Well, what is <laughs> it? Saying? Is. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And destroying my my perception of God he did. And destroying my belief in in Christ the Messiah and in Yeshua's blood and his forgiveness and you know Adonai's absolute love for us. I was so blinded that he he just completely destroyed everything and he you guys have to be so careful in what you see nowadays and keeping your eyes, you know, focused on God and not on what the world is telling you is okay. And I know how bad peer pressure is mm-hmm. for both of us. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it was really hard. And I'm not talking about just the, you guys in high school or college. I'm talking about grown adults, you yeah. know, people who've been working in their field for 20 or 30 years the people that you work with can completely turn your your eye away. It can make convince you, you know. Oh, this is okay. This, over is, here. Fine. this is fine. Why don't you just try this with me? Just come with this to me one time. You know, yeah. just try this with me. And you know, you just have to be so careful. But that's why we keep our eyes on God. That's why we keep our eyes on Him to make sure that these people that we're working with or people that we're friends with don't don't deceive us and we don't let satan deceive us and in letting them letting what am i trying to say here let them in yeah let, we're let, let them let, let him use them to get to us yep you know and i mean there's so many different ways that he can come against you and you know what another one is he can come against your heart and i think that's another one that i, I think a lot of people go through and what i mean by going against your heart is you know satan is observant satan watches he is he is like a creature in the night well not just him but you have to also think outside of him satan has demons he has an army of demons that he distributes Mm -hmm. throughout and they do his dirty work and they they watch just as much as he watches they watch and he they they'll watch what you're doing and you know, I told Becca when we went through this is to fake it till you make it. If anything, <laughs> fake it till you make it fake. If you don't feel like you're praying to anybody, I don't care. Pray anyway. Just keep doing it. Because when you start complaining out loud and you start saying, gosh, you know, I, I can't stand it when my husband does this. Or I can't stand it when that girl at work is like that. And it's like this customer, this customer was so stupid and blah, 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 blah. He listens and he will take it and he will work with it. 
he's like, oh, so you're mad when your husband does that? Well, I'm going to make him make sure he keeps on doing that. Yeah. Or I'm yeah. going to make sure it, that it keeps happening. I'm going to keep changing the scenarios. I'm going to keep throwing things to make him upset, to make you upset. And then y'all are going to get mad and then y'all are going to keep fighting and y'all are get divorced. And that's just an example. I mean, there's so many different ways he listens and he's sneaky, but he also watches when we go through trauma. And he, <laughs> he will take some trauma that he saw you go through and he will take it and he will twist it and he will throw it back right in your face. And he will make sure that you see it. And he will come against you in that way and he'll bring hate. He'll bring anger. I know this is something that Becca's had experience with and I have too. When you go through a traumatic event, Satan will take those things and throw it right back at you. And I think that's one of his dirtiest ways. Well, the thing I think of too, is you think if you take a rock and you throw it into a lake or a river, mm -hmm. what happens? You get ripples. ripples. Mm -hmm. So how I think of it is we're throwing the rock. Mm -hmm. Satan's taking all of those ripples and reaching and, and into other reaching people. And, and he's just taking it and he's like, okay, I'm going to take this. I know what I'm going to do with that. Okay. This has changed. I'm going to take this. I'm going to, put it over here and mm -hmm. it just expands out. You yep. think of how big, if you throw a rock, like visualize it, if you take a rock and you throw it into a pond, how many ripples, how far out does that ripple go? Mm -hmm. And that that's, that's how I, in my mind, think of it. You know, any little thing that we think this isn't bad, mm -hmm. it's okay. I'm just going to throw this little He's going to have multiple different ways of coming back at us. Well, that's the thing. So like when you have a traumatic experience and I, I always try to do it this, let's say, for example, you've had a terrible day, you know, customers have been mad at you. I've had people spit on me before, get spit on by a customer. You get angry, you get peed off. You're just, ugh. and then you go to the Taco Bell drive through and they, you know, the lady takes your, your card or whatever, or they get your order wrong and you just throw it back at them. You know, you get mad and you're like, why did you mess up my order? Yeah. Why did you do this? I needed this right now or whatever example. Yeah. You know, that's that ripple effect, mm -hmm. you know, or a traumatic experience makes your heart hardened or your heart become hardened. And it, you know, you start treating people worse and being rude and being mean and, and just hateful. When you start doing that, that's going to become them make them hateful and then they're going to get ill and it's going to cause them to be hateful to others so it's an it's an additional ripple outside of you yeah exactly and you know that's where satan causes that chaos and that hatred to spread and that's why i'm try so hard at least for me personally when somebody treats me that way and trust me y'all i'm not perfect but if somebody treats me like that i have to put on my full armor of god and say, you know what? I'm not going to let that affect me. I don't know what has caused them to be that way. They probably have had a terrible day. Satan has tried to come into their day and ruin it. I'm not going to let the ripple continue. I'm going to put on my full armor of God. I'm going to let that ripple hit me and I'm going to stop it there. Because guess yep. what? When you throw the rock into the lake, the ripple eventually stops at the edge. Yep. And that's, that's where we truth. have to be. We have to be that edge. We have to be the land and stand firm in our faith. Stand on the rock and put on our armor of God <laughs> and yes, say, Satan, I am not going to let you have that with me. I am not going to let you make me fi be filled with hatred and be angry and be upset. 
because that's all Satan wants to do is cause chaos and anger and hatred. And we have to be the people that stand firm and show the love of Christ to others. Put on that armor of God, deflect Satan away, and then fight with that armor of God and say, I'm going to show you the love of God. You know, let me show you what Christ did for us. Let me tell you what he did. Yeah. And then start another ripple effect. Start a better ripple. Start something that's going to cause positivity. positivity. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I, and that's, that's what we really wanted to come down and talk today about all of this is, you know, we've been having technical difficulties. The devil has tried to fight us. And I'm kind of glad, you know, it happened because this conversation, I think, was way better than the oh, last yeah. <laughs> one. So, you know what? That's fine. We're going to cause that ripple effect. We're and gonna we going to cause that positive ripple effect back at them. That's right. We're putting on our armor of God and we're going to keep pushing through. And we're still planning to post another episode on next Tuesday night about, you know, some different stuff. And we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Also, we're going to be look for our Facebook and our Instagram page for His Prodigal Daughters. Um, we're going to be starting a social media um, outburst so that whenever we have stuff like this happen, we can let you guys know. Yeah. So look out for our Facebook and our Instagram pages. We're going to start sharing those out there. And also we, we you know, like we say every episode, we're going to have a place at the bottom of this um, podcast where you can send any kind of prayer request or tell us any testimonies or just, you know, praise God. You know what? It blesses us when y'all send us stuff. We'll take it. You know, and we're, we'll pray over you like we always do at the end of every episode. And um, we're going to go ahead and do that now. Do you want to say the prayer today? I'd be more than happy to. All right. Go ahead. All right. <sighs> Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you for your, your awesomeness. We want to thank you for that full armor of God. God, we thank you for being that stand against the devil, Lord. Yes, Lord. And we just, we ask for all of our listeners right now, we place that full protection of armor of God over their, over them and their families and their lives right now. We ask that you keep them safe, Lord, that you keep them strong in their faith and in your word and in you, God. And we just ask that you bless them. And God, if there is anyone who needs prayer, Lord, I just ask that they do reach out, Lord, or even God, you hear their prayers, but we pray over them right now in the name Sorry. of Jesus. And we thank you for each and every day you give us. We thank you for every single person who is listening to this podcast. And we pray that it just blesses them thoroughly, Lord. In your name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you. And I am so honored, the Lord, that we are able to have this podcast for them. Amen. I am so grateful for all of you who are listening. Check us out next Tuesday. We're going to be posting another episode. And um, we hope all of you have a great night. Shalom. Shalom.